I'm a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, every week we cover the wrestling news on something called the State of Wrestling Address, which is what this is. I'm Aaron Nix. <laughs> Thank you for that, Tanvir. I'm the Egyptian death machine, Aaron Nix, and apparently I don't have COVID, unlike my Indian counterpart. So seeing as he interrupted first, he can be introduced first. He's the man who puts wood in Bollywood, and he's most definitely rising up the ladder of the FBI's most wanted. It is, of course, Tanvir. Hi. Um, Thanks for coming. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't want to be in that watch no, list. Just because we got a new guest doesn't mean that you have to be as quiet as he is normally, all right? <laughs> I, I don't want to be in the watch list. Well, tough. You're on it. <laughs> so, speaking of watch lists, and someone who probably will be on the reverse end of said watch list, aka someone will probably abuse him and then end up on the watch list, is, of course, the proprietor of Peacehaven, one third of arguably the gayest tag team in professional <laughs> wrestling. Not my words. Not my words. <laughs> But certainly one of his opponent's words, Cameron Cream Anderson. Is that a quote? Is that a quote? How you doing, <laughs> Baywatch? You're right. Oh, I'm chilling. I'm loving it. Um, my question is, how come the other guest gets to go last? He gets the main event. Because he hasn't been on a state of wrestling address before, and those are the rules. You got a problem? I'm uh, sorry, you in charge of this podcast? You want to edit? No. If, if, well, you're sitting there looking like a knockoff playgirl, Shawn Michaels. Shut your whore mouth, enjoy your Christmas shirt, and just know your fucking role and know your hole. Uh, and finally, ladies and gentlemen, rounding out the fatal four way, shut the fuck up, Tambu. If you interrupt me again, I will colonize you and you alone. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, wait your turn, bitch. Yeah, wait your fucking turn, you son of a bitch. Uh, joining us for this absolute clusterfuck of a horrendous miscarriage we call a podcast is, of course, one half of Cameron Anderson's opponents this weekend. One half of the CWP Tag Team Champions. One half of the IWE Tag Team Champions. And, of course... One half of arguably the quietest two men in any locker room in professional wrestling. It is, of course, Frankie, middle name Green, second name <laughs> Tick. We love it. Green tea's the best. Is it, though? It is. Nah, mate, blood orange. I'll argue it till the end of days. Yeah, I'm with Frankie. You haven't had good tea, really. I'm with Frankie. Green tea. Mm, no, nah. lemon and ginger's nice. I like that. Nobody cares what you Sorry. think, Tanvir. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, tea. Oh, an Indian talking about tea. Shock. No. I, I, reason, I, was agreeing, I was agreeing with Frankie. I said green tea's the best tea. Oh, I'm agreeing with Frankie. I'm Frankie's friend. Stop sucking up to the new guests. Right. Um, Ham said lemon and ginger. Be... Fuck off. What'd you say? Ham said lemon and ginger. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. That is a fucking terrible choice. Um, oh, I like it. It's nice. All right. We're changing the booking decisions this weekend. So, ladies and gentlemen... Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is, of course, do you know what? We'd like to start with that, but there is more serious news to talk about. So we'll talk about that later because CWP is, of course, this weekend. So we will preview that absolute clusterfuck you call the wrestling show. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, unfortunately, last night during AW Dynamite, Hangman Page suffered a concussion and his world title match with John Moxley, which was, of course, the main event of Dynamite, was cut short. Uh, during the match, he was hit with... It has to be said, a pretty exceptional and quite stiff-looking lariat from John Moxley, although it looks safe from my end. Uh, and he decided to kind of 
do the Rikishi bump, the sort of tilt a whirl, sell out of it. Um, this unfortunately led to a concussion. We don't know exactly what caused the concussion, whether it was him being hit in the first place or landing on the mat. Um, AW, however, did stop the match immediately, which left a bit of dead air for the show, which was covered very nicely, as to be said, by John Moxley on the live microphone, who paid homage to Hangman Page while keeping character. He was then interrupted. Well, actually, he wasn't interrupted. He called out MJF, who threatened to cash in his poker chip. And then MJF announced that, actually, he would cash it in mano a mano at full gear because he wants Moxley to be at full health so he has no excuses when he finally earns it himself. Somewhat of a face-like promo, actually, from MJF, while still retaining some of the heel value. And, of course, earlier in the night, there was a fantastic MJF promo. We'll have a quick look back at AEW Dynamite's results. Cameron Anderson, uh, do you think this was the right decision to stop the match when they did? Obviously, I think everyone does, but do you think it was handled well? I'd, I'd say so. I'd say it's definitely handled very well. Um, you know, it very uh, contrasts a lot with the Matt Hardy incident. And, um, you know, it just kind of shows that, that you know, they've... Uh, you know, learn from their past mistakes. I think it's excellent call to call off the match, especially considering how um, in a bad way Hangman seemed to be. Uh, get well soon, Hangman. Yeah, Tanvir, uh, you're an AEW fan somewhat? A uh, little bit. Um, I was just watching back the clip of the Lariat because they've got it on the YouTube channel now. Hell of a Lariat. Um, what, on the AEW YouTube channel? Yeah, they've put up a five-minute clip of the match. And uh, including ends... a lariat where a man legitimately got injured, yeah, got ads on it too. It's uh, it's a, ha- it's a... <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> it did, it did have ads, it did have ads, <laughs> did it? I, I, I think it had like a 10 second ad at the beginning. Not if you uh, have YouTube for? premium, you paupers. <laughs> what uh, was the ad for, Tampere? <laughs> I don't remember. I skipped it. Oh my god, you meant to be bringing us the scoops here, but headache tablets. <laughs> Coca-Cola was... sponsors. Yeah. Uh, hell, hell of a lariat. Uh, shit happens. Hopefully Hangman doing all right and get well soon. Not shit does best. happen. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Frankie T, your first opportunity to have your say. You've, you've been injured, I'm sure, at some point in the ring. We all pick up niggling injuries, whatever it might be. I'm sure you've had a concussion or two in your time as well. Because you've been in our business quite a long time. Um, are you all right with the way everything was handled, you were right with, you know, uh, a match being stopped immediately for something of that nature? Um, I've not seen it myself. Um, I saw like a brief post about it early on Facebook. Absolutely right to stop it when they did. Um, I've not had a concussion myself. I've not been injured in ring. I've been injured in training. Um, But yeah, absolutely the right call. I mean, bet. Best wishes to him. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, town to everyone. All right, okay. Cheers, Kim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just ignore those because they break continuity because Tanvir seems to feel the need to just randomly drop. I don't know why he's put a picture of some young person. Okay, whatever. What do you, well, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's just weird at this point, Tanvir. We need to have a serious conversation. Uh, Frankie T, do you agree that um, any kind of serious injury in a wrestling show should basically stop the show entirely? Uh, my personal opinion, yes, it should. Excellent. So that leads to my next question as to why did you not stop the show when Eddie Kenway was seriously injured after falling off of the apron at Ballantyne Violence for IWE? Because I wasn't aware of how severe his injury was. <coughs> he was adamant he could continue at the time. I left him to his devices. I was obviously at ringside, just in case. 
and uh, he turned and said that he couldn't do it, and I had to slip words to Maverick Blade and Johnny Royal just to do a double oh. roll up, get him out, and I can take him back and check him over. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It was a bit of an ambush question, but to be fair, I felt like it was handled just fine. And it wasn't, it was a, an injury to Eddie Kemmy. I wouldn't serious, I wouldn't consider it serious because I believe he wrestled within a week or two of that show anyway. So it can't have been that bad. And ultimately, that's what happens when Robbie Nitro is a bit stiff and pushes you out of the ring like an unprofessional potato hack. So these things will happen. And if you don't believe me, go and watch the footage. Because that's not the only injury available on YouTube. So is it Kenway's available right now on the IWE Wrestling YouTube channel. Um, one thing that interested me was Chris Nowinski. People might remember him. He was the Harvard gimmick from, and he's also a legitimate scientist. He works on concussions and things of that nature. And obviously he had to quit the business because of concussions. He is rather famously known as one of the individuals who was trying to acquire Chris Benoit's brain. And I believe he did. And they found out that it basically had... Uh, he had a brain of an 88-year-old Alzheimer's patient. So he's obviously very clued up on this sort of stuff. He is a medical professional, so to speak. He posted on Twitter, sending positive thoughts to Hangman. This was not a high-risk move. Something went wrong. Referee Paul Turner is trained to recognize a concussion or a possible neck injury and stopped the match. Doc Samson, 13, was ringside. And there in seconds, gives us the best chance for a good outcome. Um he did also note the company also know that page has been discharged from the facility but will remain in aw's concussion protocol so obviously uh he founded the concussion legacy foundation so obviously if he thinks everything was handled well i mean that's good enough for me because the man knows better than all of us so that's absolutely fair um in reference to this uh it might be noticed of course that after this we mentioned um John Moxley and MJF having a little set too after the fact. And obviously earlier in the night, MJF uh, had some things to say. Uh, MJF did tweet shortly after Dynamite, prayers for Hangman. Uh, as news of Page's health began to trend in a more positive direction, however, the MJF everyone has grown to hate and more recently love reared his head once again on Twitter. Turns out he's fine, MJF tweeted. Now I feel gross for tweeting this like a total poor. What do we think about MJF continuing the gimmick by essentially saying, oh, he's fine, so actually fuck him, and I wish I'd never said prayers to him in the first place. Very good. Good work from old MJF. I I really like the promo that um had Adam Page had last week. I thought that was so banging. I I think he's been so sick. I really like it. Since losing the belt, I don't know. It seems like he's just become a god. What do you just think about he got this? CM Punk so vexed. Yeah, but what do you also think about this opinion that uh, Hangman Page is kind of responsible for a lot of the bullshit that's gone down between the elite and CM Punk because it's alleged that he was the one who went to bat for Cole Cabana. Yeah, it's not my business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're just gonna just gonna ignore that one, huh? <laughs> gonna no, pretend but, that um, shit didn't happen. All right, no, but with the um with him starting it, I think like he did just say the little one line in the promo, and obviously CM Punk just got vexed about it. So, like, CM Punk gets cry. vexed about everything. Yeah. He was just up at night thinking about it. Same with they steal. Yeah, that's no, it's why none of your Adam business, Page. but you're aware that CM Punk was up all night thinking about Hangman Page's comment. <laughs> yeah, he texted me about it. Did he? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. There you go, straight from the source's mouth. Tanvir, uh, what do you think about MJF's hilarious Twitter uh, reversal? Pretty, pretty funny. Pretty, I liked it. Um, yeah, just keep kayfabe. <laughs> Fair, absolutely fair. Frankie T, um, I know you're not exactly uh, a man renowned for promos, but 
this must have struck a chord with somebody who's looking to up their game on social media. Uh, like I said earlier, I've not seen anything from AEW yesterday, but uh, I think it's absolutely brilliant. He's living the gimmick, keeping it flowing. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's where it goes. There's also some news here that apparently AEW are pushing very strongly for MJF at some point to turn face, which is why he's been dropping a few of these face-like behaviours into his promos. Um, but he is highly resistant to the idea of turning whatsoever and would like to remain heel, uh, something that has been reported on by Dave Meltzer as well of Wrestling Observer Radio. Do we think MJF should eventually turn face? No. He's, Absolutely he's... not. He shouldn't turn full face. He should just be a tweener, like he like he currently kind of is. So like he te- so he, he drops like little nice things every now and again. But he still has to outside. be said. He is massively over. Even in Cincinnati, which is John Moxie's hometown, last night there was a sizable portion of the crowd that were absolutely lit for him. They really, if even when he squared up with Moxley later on in the evening and was calling him out and shit, a lot of those fans were actually cheering for him over Moxley, which mm. speaks volumes about his level of strength as a character. Mm. <clears throat> Just like Cam said last week, I can't get over Hangman's promo, how good it was last week. It was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah. I did watch it. it Especially the line of, like, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, the medicine isn't working, but I'm still here. I was like, yeah. That's very, very true. Right, we're going to quickly break down the AW Dynamite results, just because we're on that, so we may as well cover the whole show. Uh, Death Triangle successfully defended the AW World Trios Championships against Best Friends. If that's a, if that's a thumbs up for anything... You know, that uh, isn't Orange uh, Cassidy related. That's fine. <coughs> Orange Cassidy related thumbs up. I'm removing you from this podcast immediately. One one thing I'll say with the AEW is the graphics are so good for the matches. Just seeing them on Twitter. Some of the match graphics really They're not good. bad. They're not bad. I mean, if they came to Aaron design, they could up their level even more. But that's another story. Um, just saying. I mean, have you seen the tag team title graphic for CWP? Come on, mate. Come on. Plus... Added bonus, I don't wank off dogs like Tony Khan, so there's that too. Um, yeah, everyone everyone agreed that that's right, that they should have kept the trios championships and they should not have put them on best friends. Yep. Yeah, good times. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Tony Storm successfully defended the interim AEW World's Championship, Women's Championship against Hikaru Shida. Everyone all right with that? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, it should be pointed out that uh, Paige, a.k.a. Soraya, came down and attacked Britt Baker after the match. And then Rio made her return as well and saw off Jamie Hayer. Such is her sizable, you know, ambitions. Hmm. Do you okay. this was probably the greatest return of all time. Rio coming back and just whipping every single person in the women's division while just wearing a pink dress. I love that shit. Yeah. Rio looked like gets a tiny up. child. Rio, she gets the marbles over the segment. Fuck off, <laughs> Rio. Rio returning was a was the was the thing that pushed the rate that pushed AEW over NXT in the ratings this week. Sake. Yes, uh, unfortunately, NXT did have to go head to head. We all chat about NXT briefly because obviously Halloween Havoc is this weekend. That should be a good one. I'll just quickly ask: go is, for page, it. is page cleared now? Uh, they're, keeping, they're keeping it very tight lipped. They've not officially released a statement saying she's cleared to wrestle, but they've given her a long term contract and have insinuated that she will be wrestling it at some a... point. And she did get very physical with Britt Baker. It did, you know, she sort of jumped her, gave her a fez press, started raining down blows. Like, if there was any 
serious worry that she might injure herself in any capacity. I don't think they would have allowed uh, her to get that physical in a segment. It was on Jericho's pod. She is looking to return in the ring. I think just getting all the clears and everything and training and everything. So yeah, she is looking at making a in-ring return. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chris Jericho successfully defended the Ring of Honor World Championship against <laughs> Dalton Castle. I'm fine with it. Just realizing how over Dalton Castle is, though, with that crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you do a gimmick well, Orange Cassidy. Just saying. So, Tanvir, you'll probably have plenty to say about this. Um, I watched Raw, and I actually referenced on Raw uh, the fact that Carl Anderson is currently a New Japan Never Openweight Champion, which was very cool. Uh, yeah. They also pointed out the fact that apparently um, he will be defending that belt very, very soon. Uh, what are your thoughts on the fact that an, an actual New Japan Pro Wrestling Champion is now currently contracted with WWE? It's cool, but they released a video earlier, so, because um, what it was going to be is, what everybody was speculating, was that Carl Anderson was going to be go- was going to be doing double duty, so he was going to be doing Osaka against Hikaleo, and then straight from there, get on the plane to Saudi to do the six-man tag, but uh, supposedly now the match with Hikaleo was cancelled. Are they stripping him of the belt? Uh, haven't seen anything about stripping him, stripping him of the belt yet, but just seeing that the match is uh, cancelled. Uh... I think it's quite cool that WWE are playing it quite loose yeah. at this point. You know, they could have just said, drop the belt and then we'll sign you and held on. Instead, they were like, no, 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 we want you to come in. So obviously he's now aligned with the OC. He was, uh, he was obviously uh, in that tag team match, fantastic little uh, trios match on NXT last yeah. night, which is really good. Definitely worth the watch. Cannot recommend that. Schism versus uh, the OC and Cameron Grimes, an excellent match. And of course, they wound up the winners. Also, big shout out to Luke Gallows, who actually had an on-air mm-hmm. orgasm when he saw a wad of cash, which I thought was very amusing. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, supposedly, what they're trying to do is, I think New Japan, they're trying to get Carl Anderson to do the Tokyo Dome while he's still gigging. Yeah. <laughs> supposedly, su- supposedly. I, I think but, WWE should double down and let him bring the belt out. Yeah, but with the with New Japan and their way of doing business and being so, it's pretty legendary how slow <laughs> they are at the process of contracts and everything. That yeah, the reason why Carl's able to do this was because he was never signed with New Japan. It was a verbal agreement. They never put pen to paper. Should Carl Anderson drop the Never Openweight Championship on WWE main event? Yes, this should happen. Finally, to, bringing but, prestige to the belt. But to Finally. who though? But to who though? Um, no way, Jose. That is the return Zawa, we yeah. want. Akira no Tozawa. No way, Jose. No, <laughs> Tozawa. not a bad shout, you know. They should drop it. Or Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura wins or, it. Then he represents the Mahal. Jinder Mahal, and then he defends it against Okada in the Tokyo Dome. He um, wins the G1 too. Yeah, exactly. um, Which I believe is already uh, finished. Tazal was a good shout. Who cares? He Uh, just cashes in. Who cares about the G1? That's not the climax I'm interested in, pal. (laughs) 
Uh, cool bit of news with Nakamura was that he was able to fly over for Anoki's funeral, so that was pretty cool. That's very cool. He also made his return to in-ring uh, competition as well last night, facing Channing Stacks uh, oh, in cool. a surprise match on NXT, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, NXT loaded up. A lot of people were saying it was solely to challenge with AEW, but from a booking standpoint, it made a lot of sense, actually. Uh, you know, with Raquel Rodriguez being the pick-your-poison opponent for... Um, Cora Jade and of course Rhea Ripley and uh, Roxanne Perez had an amazing match which I highly recommend everyone watches NXT was really really good last night it was a better show than AEW but it just doesn't have the strength of viewership that AEW has so it was never going to win in the ratings and to be honest I don't think it's that massive an achievement to beat NXT in the ratings I just don't so I can't be bothered to spend way too much time maybe if they had Jinder Mahal versus Carl Anderson for the never open weight title it would have pushed it over the edge, but would, um, unfortunately, we didn't get that match. If it was NXT four, four, five years ago when they were at their peak, then it would have been a big deal. But now it's like, okay, great, you beat NXT, cool. Time for some wrestle plug points. Who did Vince McMahon bet Trevor Murdoch he could not knock out? Brock Lesnar. No. Oh, that's your guess gone. You're out. Okay. So again, Frankie, what you got? So Vince McMahon allegedly told Trevor Murdoch that he betted him. I don't know whether he just basically made a bet with him that he could not knock out a certain individual in WWE during his tenure in the company at that time. You have one guess. Who do you think (coughs) uh, Vince McMahon tried to go Trevor Murdoch into knocking out? Cameron Anderson is laughing his ass off. So he's either seen this on Google or he's just Googled it because he's a cheating scumbag. Uh... Triple H. No. Aaron Anderson? Oh, I've got this in the bag because we all know there's one man who never loses. And that is Goldberg. (laughs) I mean... Some of that is true, but no, it was not Goldberg. So uh, I will tell you a quick story, which hopefully you will enjoy. Uh, So he was discussing uh, on the 10 Count podcast, uh, his team with Lance Cade, who sadly is no longer with us, and was talking about wrestling an old school style. He said, we wrestled an old school style and it got the higher ups excited because we would go in there and lay the wood to guys, Murdoch said. And Vince would get he said Vince would kind of get hard on for that shit that's good wrestling there pal apparently he said to him and you know there were a couple of times when that helped us out too one time he told me Trevor I bet you can't knock Bob Holly out with that boot pal <laughs> um, I took that as okay that's the boss giving me the Iggy <laughs> I don't know what's going on there this is a lot of southern colloquialisms uh, I need to lay that in I know the match I won't pick it out but you can watch as soon as I hit the boot Bob's arms go up in the air and that's just the mentality that we had we ran roughshod over guys what do we think about Vince McMahon challenging members of his roster to knock you know legitimate hard men out in matches pretty fucking funny <laughs> Yeah, he's quite amusing, yeah. Also, <laughs> from what I hear, Bob Holly's a bit of an arsehole, so yeah. you know you what? Th- he can take the odd stiff one, can't he? Let's be real. <laughs> Do you think it adds yeah. a certain realism of Vince being like, I bet you can't knock him out, and so in matches you see like the punches and you're like, oh, he's actually going for it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can was see this man doing it. Was that before the whole Bob Holly, Daniel Pewter shit? 
I believe it's around the same sort of period. Daniel Pewter, ironically enough, did crop up in the news this week because Kurt Angle was talking about it. Um, obviously, um, people remember Daniel Pewter. He uh, was a tough enough competitor. I believe he won tough enough. Uh, he had a very brief stint in WWE. He rather famously almost broke Kurt Angle's arm in a Kimura lock, a shoot one, and Kurt Angle actually had to sort of forcibly pin him to break the hold, otherwise he would have actually got him. Uh, Pewter was a very highly trained MMA specialist. Um, but yeah, he was notoriously a bit of a gobshite and was stiffed out a number of times, including, I believe, in the 2004 Royal Rumble, where oh, Eddie Guerrero, up there, didn't uh, he? <laughs> Benoit just were like, yo, <laughs> this little bitch is getting it. And just, I've never seen chops like it. They made they put Volta to shame. They fucked that kid up. So yeah, there's 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 one thing in wrestling, and that is, of course, is open mouth shut. And uh, poor Mister Pewter, well, he didn't really listen. So uh, yeah, and then of course Chris so, Benoit went on to become even more famous by winning the uh, world championship at WrestleMania, and then we never saw him again. Uh, <laughs> redacted. So, so yeah. what do you make of uh, Bob Holly getting knocked out by uh, Trevor me? Murdoch? Yeah. I really like Trevor Murdoch as a wrestler. I've enjoyed his run in NWA as well. They've really done a great job of reviving his career. And also, he's done a great job of bringing legitimacy. Uh, he's brought old school into the new school environment, which is very cool. You know, he looks like the kind of guy, you know, he ended Aldis's famous 1,000-plus day reign as well, which is a big deal because Nick Aldis is legitimately what some people might consider the complete professional wrestler. Um, yeah, no, as far as someone like Bob Holly goes, who has a horrendous reputation for being an asshole and treating trainees like shit and stuff like that. Obviously, I don't know that. That's all alleged. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are correlating and confirming those reports. So, yeah, do you know what? He, like I said, he can take the odd stiff one from time to time. Yeah, I reckon if the boss was asking me to knock someone out on the roster, I'd probably ask him to sweeten the deal with an extra 300 quid on top. Oh, that's just me. So it's Halloween or it's close to um, there's pumpkin pumpkins and pile drivers that is just around the corner. However, before we get to that, let me talk about something else that might make you throw up. Uh, Chris Jericho <laughs> is used to upsetting wrestling fans with his heel antics on television, but his new slasher movie terrifier 2 has been causing a ruckus in theaters wait wait is jericho wait what it's jericho's move apparently fuck off apparently so according to entertainment weekly the gory feature which revolves around a supernatural mass murdering clown named art has caused fainting and throwing up at recent screenings however the film's reputation hasn't hurt its box office performance as it grossed one million dollars over the weekend on the back of a 250 grand budget uh, as noted by ew writer director damien leone has described the reactions as a badge of honour. At the same time, he hopes that no one gets hurt watching Terrifier 2 and said that viewers should know what they're getting themselves into beforehand. The first movie is an unpleasant experience after all, but Leon also claimed that Terrifier 2 <coughs> is more accessible. Um, some audience members have backed up the puking stories on social media. Hashtag Terrifier 2. My friend passed out in the theatre called an ambulance. Highly recommended, one Twitter user wrote, while sharing a photo of paramedics tending to their buddy. Another Twitter... Yeah, social media for the win, right? Another Twitter user described the film as a gory mess and shared a story about another moviegoer who passed out. Elsewhere, another person had to leave because they didn't feel good. Jericho, who played <laughs> a character named Burke... Yeah. Go ahead, Elijah Buck. <laughs> wanted to be part of 
you have to ruin everything, Tanvir? Shut the fuck up. Wanted to be part of Terrifier 2 after enjoying the first film, Leon told EW. Jericho reached out to Art the Clown actor David Howard Thornton and had him on his podcast. And then he got in touch with me and he said, hey, man, if I could ever be involved in part two somehow, I'd love to. Jericho can add being part of a controversial movie to his list of recent victories. Uh, so there you go. Chris Jericho, part of a movie that is making people legitimately throw up and pass out in the cinema. So now everybody can know how it feels to watch AEW Dynamite on a regular basis. I'm trying to find that. Oh, when are we going to see it? When are we getting our tickets? I am not watching that. I hate horror films. Oh, no. Well, I have to say, I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Well, if you're trying to find it, you can try and find it quietly while Frankie T's talking, you but, fucking gimp. Sorry, uh, Frankie. Yeah, the, one time, the one time I open my mouth, Tanvir, for God's sake. Literally. Like, unless you've got something to genuinely fucking contribute, shut the fuck <laughs> up and let people speak, innit? Frankie T, your thoughts on this? Automatically, it sounds a lot better than Sharknado. I probably would prefer to watch Sharknado because even though it's probably a bit stupid and a bit gory in places, I imagine it's not nearly as bad as something called Terrifier 2, which just screams rape, porn, torture, horror movie, and I, I have no interest in that stuff whatsoever. Each to their own. Oh, I watched... Each I watched to their videos. own! Yes, unfortunately, I do classify as one of those people who doesn't enjoy watching rape and murder on the screen. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> Cam, yo, there's a DVD of it on uh, HMB. Thirteen quid if you want to go halves. Uh, we'll go halves. We'll go halves. We'll definitely watch that. Also, I have to say, Tanvi, great Elijah Burke reference earlier. Shut the fuck up, shit. you little gimp. No fucking. What? No, shut up, you twat. That fucking annoys me. That does. No fucking. It's such, no, it's such a not. shit joke. Seriously, yeah, it was a shit joke. Honestly, you're a shit joke. <laughs> Oh, I've had enough of this nonsense. We're fucking bringing... Daddy's bringing the hammer down. Shut the fuck up. Right. Um, I have a little... Oh, Daddy. Daddy, chill. Yeah, you'd know all about that, wouldn't you? You'd certainly hear that from a few people in your time. AW wrestlers to WWE. It's list time, Frankie T. You watch State of Wrestling Address now. You get a chance to contribute. So I have a list of wrestlers here that are believed to be great additions to WWE. They currently belong to AEW. So each of you will tell me whether you believe, yes, they would be fantastic in WWE, or no, they should stay in AEW. Are we clear, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. And we start with the current AEW Tag Team Champions, the Acclaimed. Uh, better in AEW. Yeah, AEW. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to agree. Um, yeah, I don't really see much for a spot for them in WWE at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if you dropped them in right now, I don't think WWE would allow them to have such cadence on a microphone with their freestyle raps as well, and that takes away a lot of their charisma and a lot of their selling point. Um, number two on this list is the current TBS women's champion, Jade Cargill. She'd be better in WWE. She'd fit WWE. And the performance center, to be honest. Wow. I don't know. I think she's doing pretty good. I like Jade Cargill. I do. She gets the thumb up. I do. Anyone who doesn't like Jade Cargill, Ajax, is a gimp. I'm going to say stay in AEW. 
Mm. What? Because they desperately need more black people. No, it's just... Uh... <laughs> he styled that one out, didn't he? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> You're right, mate. Nah. Tony Khan hates the blacks. <laughs> How many black players are there for the... Um... Hey, say what you want. I don't see any Indian wrestlers running around on AEW right now. Yo, what do you mean? There's the Bollywood boys. They just debuted. I said wrestlers, not twinks. <laughs> Jinder Mahal is a proper Indian wrestler. They're Canadian, though. So Beer and Sangha, exactly. They're not even real. <laughs> Jinder Mahal, 100% far-bred Indian. <laughs> this is where some fucking nerd called Brian on Twitter, oh, actually, he was born in... Shut up, Brian. Nobody cares what you fucking think, you gimp. Uh, Jay Cargill will be amazing in WWE. I think she's better suited to it because she's an entertainer, and obviously most people in AEW don't know how to entertain. They just know how to flip. Uh, Jay Cargill is fantastic. Also, if you're watching, Toby, suck my balls. Uh, next on this list is Wardlow. Ooh, that's a tricky one. Yeah, because they're kind of stacked with big guys. So I'm going to say stay in AEW. Yeah, stay in AEW. Yeah. Fair enough. If Carl Wilkinson was here, he'd use this as an opportunity to just shit all over Braun Strowman. But sadly, he is still missing, presumably drowned in Pussy Lake. Uh, I think Wardlow right. would be good Kyle's in WWE. Gone. You, can, you can order a weed off Uber Uber now in, in Canada. That's ridiculous. We've, really, we've lost he's him. Never we, leaving. We've lost he's that. never leaving the basement. Nah. He's just going to stay on there. Smoking weed in his basement, typing shit about Braun Strowman on the forums. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. Come back to us. <laughs> That's one hell of a sell to get him to come back, isn't it? Fuck you, Kyle. Come back to us. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I, Kyle, I we'll you vote. motherfucker. You don't value our friendship. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Big heel turn from Cameron Anderson here. Um, fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I think Wardlow would be great in WWE because I don't trust AEW's long-term booking of him. However, not right now. Uh, MJF. Nope. WWE. Nope. I, I think with AEW, because if you go to WWE, you've got the comparisons with The Miz. That's a dream match, though, isn't it? Miz. MJF. Mm. Dream promo. They can kiss. They can they kiss. Can kiss. <laughs> they can fuck. Romance, romance with Sean They can mate. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's submissive and breedable? Oh, definitely. Uh, think... fuck, definitely the miss. <laughs> and for a moment, bringing up submissive and breedable. I know, Shut right? Up, <laughs> yeah, really helping those rumours, Tanvi. so much. <laughs> 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 Oh dear, oh dear. Tanvi had never oh, been so in the allegations. Why did this even become a thing? Moving Why? swiftly on before the police come knocking at the door. I need to at least edit this and get it out before they do. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs. This is a big fat yes from me because AEW uh, don't yeah. know what they're doing. WWE straight. Yep, WWE 100%. I'm with you. Great. Frank, you're in agreement, Frankie? I'm in agreement. This is another big fat yes from me, Ricky Starks. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah. Ready made to They've be just... WWE champion. They've both both of the two guys that you've just said have just disappeared from TV. They've just had their one match and was like, ah, oh, fuck it, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Ricky Starks, not wrestling on TV. Power Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, not wrestling on TV. Orange Cassidy recently becomes the mid card champion. It's an, it's Therein not... lies your problem. <clears throat> All right, next on this list, Britt Baker. 
I think this is a yes because I feel like her time in AEW is starting to get a bit stale and a bit boring. The shtick is the same, and I think she could do uh, a reboot somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know because then she can't kiss her boyfriend in the office. So I'm gonna say this is an L for Adam Cole. And I'm not it was an L when he left NXT, in, in my opinion. Yeah, he is the biggest flop of the year, 100 percent Adam Cole, flop of the year. Uh put that in the end of year rankings. Flop. The end of year Cameron Anderson power rankings. <laughs> and I'm put I'm putting I'm putting Will Hobbs as most underrated of all time. I think he's so good. He should be leading House of Black. Just call it House of Hobbs. Frankie Hold T. Brett Baker. Hobnobs. <laughs> this who's, is supposed to be quick tag fire. With in Hobnobs. <laughs> Frankie T. I noticed this. Yeah, Every yeah. time I ask Frankie T for his opinion, you two fucking gimps, open your mouth. Shut the fuck up. Frankie <laughs> T, um, do you think Britt Baker should join WWE or stay in AEW? Um, I think join WWE. I mean, as you said, she's starting to get a bit stale now, so... She's also a better character than a wrestler, and I feel like that's one thing that the WWE women's division does lack. He's good promo workers. Good yeah, characters. I mean, all they got promo wise is um, Charlotte Flair, Becky, Bailey. Becky. Becky. <clears throat> Who did you just add there, Tamvi? Bailey. It's a good shout. To be fair, she's yeah. good on the mic. But then you look at all the women who aren't very good on the mic: Alexa Bliss, Io Shirai, Asuka, Nat- Natalia. <laughs> Alexa Bliss was strong back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, until she became some weird horror bandit. Um, Dakota Kai is pretty good on the mic. Dakota Kai is just pretty good. End of story. Uh, Ray Phoenix. I This is a big fat no for me, and I love Ray yeah, Phoenix. He's, I just, oh, yeah, no. He's, he's found his he's place in AEW. Yeah. I, I cannot imagine Ray <laughs> Phoenix. Like, he'd just be on 205 Live, wouldn't he? Like, or in NXT, having flippy matches but not winning titles. He should just be start up to a if, five live again. If if he if if he was in WWE, he would be the one with Rey Mysterio instead of Dominic, and they'd be pushing for for Rey to take to be like, oh yeah, here's here's the mantle or here's this. So you think Rey Phoenix <laughs> is actually Rey Mysterio's son? <laughs> Rey Mysterio will fuck off his own son. And then Ray Phoenix. Fe- <laughs> I don't think Rey Phoenix would have the same effect in the Judgment Day alongside Rhea Ripley somehow. <laughs> Oh, he heard there. <laughs> Can't believe Tanvir just future endeavoured Dominic and got his own father to deliver the blow. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Frankie <laughs> T, Ray Phoenix in WWE? Um, I think so. I think given right, he could be given a similar sort of push to like a, a Jeff Hardy or something. Cool. Well, let's hope he doesn't go down the same medical route. <clears throat> um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon? Uh, speaking of too soon, FTR. Uh, yeah, yep, they're coming back. We're bringing them back. We're putting them in the video game. But who's there? Who's there? Who's there for them to face? Everyone on the roster at the same time. The New but, Day, the Usos, the Alpha entire Academy World roster, entire NXT roster, entire SmackDown roster. Hmm. They could literally wrestle anyone and have a great match. I think they're doing better things right now in AEW, but with the current regime, with Triple H now being in charge and with them really leaning more on wrestling heavy stuff and a little bit more edgy content, I think FTR fit the bill beautifully. Yeah. 
I think the thing is as well, like where in the sort of Vince era, you just have the tag team. Oh, we're going to have the belts for like one week. Oh, we lost them. Now we're breaking up and feuding. That's not really like what Triple H has done historically in NXT. It's like things are units and they're just units going forward. Fair. Absolutely fair. CM Punk. No. AEW. Too divisive for WWE. And frankly, he'd want so much money. I don't think his drama just, would be worth the hassle. Just stay the fuck at home, man. <laughs> fair enough. <clears throat> he'd say, he'd say, would he... you book him? Would I book him? No. Yeah. For five pounds. I'll expect change out of book... that five pounds. <laughs> Is that how much you got paid for your alleged appearance at IWE that you didn't turn up for? I didn't go. So... Nah. Nah. <laughs> Did you return your five pounds via PayPal, family and friends? Oh, I think no, I just sent, sent it, it back post. to bloody business. Looks like he sent the. It looks like he spent the five pounds on his uh, his shirts, but that is neither here nor there. Here's one that is going to have Aaron Cross wetting his pants. Kip Sabian. No, do what? <laughs> Kip Sabian is he one of those guys who will come out and job to Omos on Raw in two minutes. That's that's his fucking ceiling. Yep, I say retire hey. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, Darby Allen. Yeah, I also say retire now. I've had it with Darby Allen. Don't like him. Yeah, it's gotten a bit bored, Darby. So I'd say stay in AEW. Fair enough. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Okay, so here's an interesting article that I wanted to bring up. Um, who's familiar with Kimberly, former partner, unfortunately, of Zachary Wentz and also a uh, Impact Wrestling knockout for a large proportion of time? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Frankie's looking <coughs> mysteriously empty there, so I'm assuming he, he has no picture. idea. I'm hey? I know the name. I'm just trying to put a face to the name. Thanks. Now that you've said that, Tanvir, every time Tanvir, uh, every time I can hear him either typing or clicking the mouse, I assume he's just deleting his internet search history. No, um, I was just double checking because I think Kimberly tagged with um, the bunny who was Cherry Bomb on the Indies. Probably. Yeah, um, that's what I, that's what I, was, I was just double checking. Well, here's the article, and I'm wondering what you guys will think of this. So gone are the days of WWE's bra and panties matches and the women not having much time for a story to develop as WWE has spent the past decade presenting its female talent as athletes, as you will know. Um, Impact Wrestling and former WWE NXT star Kimberly is concerned about where things could be heading, however, as WWE's developmental brand NXT has become a bit more suggestive in the past year. With WWE going back to more of a PG-13, I'm honestly a little nervous of what that's going to do for women, Lee said in an interview with NBC Sports Boston. I'm nervous that it's going to sexualize women again, because that's kind of where PG-13 tends to go, and we can get the boobs out. But I hope it doesn't. I truly do. I think it stands a better chance of not going there being in Triple H's hands, but I'm curious to see where it goes. Toxic Attraction has been the focal point of the women's division in NXT since NXT 2.0 began, as Mandy Rose has reigned supreme as the women's champion, along with, of course, Gigi Dolin and JC Jane, who have held the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, and the group has made it known that people should be impressed by them, both by how they look and their ability to compete and win <laughs> matches. Are we... Do we think that Kimberly has any kind of... Do you think she's onto something when she says nope. that, you know, 
I personally think that's nonsense. I think that's, I, I hate to say this, but I feel like that's an interview that's been done to try and get some notoriety in clout because I do oh. not honestly see that at all. And like, I really love the fact Toxic Attraction came out and said, we're fucking hot. You should appreciate that just as much as you do our talent or at least appreciate it, you know, somewhat and appreciate our talent even more. I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking a women's wrestler is incredible at a job, but also being attractive. I don't think it's a bad thing to find people attractive, and I don't think they're presented as sexualized objects anyway. Yeah, I 100% whole... agree with you. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Frankie. I'm in agreement. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's complete bullshit from Kimberly. And I think, you know, you can look at the roster right now, and like I say, someone who's like less traditionally attractive, someone I'm less attracted to, I'm still going to watch their fucking match like it's any other match on the card because it it'll be a good match. So. Like, are we honestly, as human beings, going to sit here and say that no matter how talented, say, a Dakota Kai or an Io Shirai is, that they're not also really attractive people? You you find who you find attractive. You know, some people might find those people attractive, they might not. But the completely indisputable fact is their talent. And I don't think at any point, especially in the last couple of years, that WWE has made it clear that we should look at them more for their sexualized content than their actual wrestling content. I don't think that's true at all. I know she's not saying that is the case, but she's saying it might. She's worried about the product. What do you mean you're worried? There's no indication. You know, when they say it's more sexualized, I don't agree with that either. I don't think NXT has been rampantly sexualized. They've had very sexy people in the ring, men and women, um, <clears throat> you know, like, but for instance, if we take away any sexualization, how about the Super Diva, for instance? Like, that's a fantastic character. You know, they've got incredible charisma and they also have some sexualized content in their performance. Goldust did as well. A number of people did. What about Sleazy O'Reilly? You know, this, they were I, jokes I just, last night, to be sexual fair. Sexual chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> I just like the way you just said that as matter of fact. Not even talking about wrestling. He's just like, sexual chocolate. Anyone got any chocolate? <laughs> just Mark really... Henry. Mark Henry's best gimmick. Frankie T, as an ambassador of incredibly sexualized wrestling yourself, do you believe this to have any cadence? Not at all. You've got to look at it now that all the crap before the bra and panties and the stupid women's spots, that was all Vince McMahon. Uh, he's not there now, and it's Triple H. So I'd like to see where the PG-13 is going to go. Do I think it's going to go sexualized? Not at all. Not no. at all. I mean, it's much to do about nothing, and it sounds like someone having a whinge for clout. I'm also very fascinated that of all the people they could have spoken to about it, they spoke to Kimberly. Mm. Not that saying, I don't I have a we personal were. problem with her, but it's Kimberly. Like, there's. Well, how about asking some of the women who work there? How about that? <laughs> Yeah. God forbid. Yeah, no, you see I'm anyone there now? What's that, mate? I was going to say, could you see anyone there now willingly turn around saying, yeah, I'll get my tits out? No, like, you know, there's there's been very little sexualized content anyway. Yeah. And if people like, oh, well, they were flirting, I said, yeah, people flirt. That's just part of real life. Fuck off. Like, I think this is just a massive reach from an overly woke society that's desperate to have a whinge about something. She'll be the first one taking a fucking paycheck, though, won't she, if they come knocking, offering her a good amount of money to wrestle. Uh, yeah, that silence. I mean, I doubt it. That silence. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Don't I, doubt d- it. I doubt they're going to come knocking, but, you know, like, it's, 
It is what it is. Sticking with NXT, however, this weekend is Halloween Havoc. So we're going to quickly preview the card. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I will endeavor to get a slightly more upmarket pre-show out than the one you're probably about to suffer from. So, six matches on tap for NXT Halloween Havoc. Let's keep it nice and short, gentlemen, and tell us who you think will win. And if there are any obvious uh, booking traits that you want to throw in there, like I say, keep it short and sweet. Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller in a spin-the-wheel, make-the-deal match. The idea being, of course, that they spin the wheel and find out the uh, stipulation for their match right before they start wrestling. Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews. Yeah. We're doing the stip as well. Hey. We're doing the stip as well. I mean, if you want to pick one, sure. I don't care. Uh, I will pick one. I think it will be a Brian Panties match. And I think Apollo Crews will win. Okay. I'm a, I'm a for it back to WrestleMania, I think, last year. African drum match. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I like how Kimberly's all fucking flustered about over-sexualization. But African drums and racial stereotypes, that ain't nothing but a thing. Mm. Punjabi prison, lads. So you got Tammy. Oh my god, can you imagine? Uh, that Apollo... would be unreal. What's that key bit short? <laughs> I've got Apollo Cruz. <laughs> Cameron Anderson, who you got? Yeah, I've got Apollo Cruz winning the Punjabi prison match <laughs> uh, when he I... strips Grayson Waller into his uh, little panties. I think that is a ludicrous suggestion. I think Grayson Waller will win Hell in a Cell. Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp in an ambulance match. If Julius loses, Brutus <laughs> Creed will have to leave NXT. Yeah, I reckon uh, Damon Kemp will lose in about four seconds. Yeah. He's going to walk past the ambulance door and he's just going <laughs> to get pounced in there and then just shut in and then that's the match. And then they drive the ambulance to like... um. You know, those places where they crush the cars and they just crush it with Damon Kemp inside and he never comes back. So Damon Kemp is going to be killed. Yeah. And also his brother gets chucked in as well. Damon Kemp's brother? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who that is. Isn't his brother... um, I forgot his name. Roman Kemp. Kemp? Yeah. (laughs) It's not Roman Kemp, but Roman Kemp also. Roman Kemp? (laughs) I said Martin Kemp. Yeah, I said Roman. <laughs> Who said right? You said Roman Kemp, right? That's yeah. it, Tambier. I'm kidding you. <laughs> Roman Kemp dies. Yeah. Uh, Frankie oh, no. T, you probably aren't that clued up with these guys, but who do you think is going to win? Julius Creed or Damon Kemp? In an uh, Julius Creed. Julius Creed. Good choice. Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade in a spin the wheel, make the deal. Weapons wild match. Roxanne what does that mean? I have no idea. I assumed it was just going to be weapons wild. So it was like extreme. Any wrong. weapon. Any weapon. Chainsaw. All right. So, yeah. I was going to say chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it is um, Halloween. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Roxanne Perez wins the match uh, by cutting off um, Cora Jade's face and then wearing it like a mask. I really oh, hope that's not the case because Cora Jade is so it, beautiful. It fades to black with her revving the chainsaw in the, and spinning in circles. Just her leather face. All right, Frankie <laughs> yeah. T, you want to add to this <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> well, I'm going to keep it short and sweet and say Perez. Yeah, I think Roxanne Perez, she's absolutely on a fire at the moment. She was on SmackDown, had an amazing show in. She also wrestled Rhea Ripley in an absolute barn burner last night. They obviously see her as, you know, she's got great potential as the next big baby face in women's wrestling. I really like her. So I quite fancy her to win. Carmelo Hayes, Oro Mensa. Um, which I do believe is actually um, Oliver Carter 
from the... NXT UK fame. Uh, Wesley, Von Wagner, and Nathan Fraser, who some people might recognize as the flippy guy from AEW very briefly before he joined uh, WWE, British guy. Um, they will be in a ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship. Who is the next NXT North American champion, gentlemen? Wesley. I've got to go. Mm. Oh, has Wesley. Uh, I'm just wondering where Sola Sokoa is in this match. Why isn't he in it? Uh, because he's, he's busy roster. making a lot of money on the main roster with a bloodline. Sure. And also, he was forced to vacate the belt for that exact reason. Pay attention, Tanvi. <laughs> he just wins it back and it's vacated again. Yeah, he's like, Sorry, guys. Another yeah. ladder match. <laughs> he comes back, wins the ladder match, and then has to vacate it the next night again. So he just keeps coming back for every vacated title match and winning it. No, absolutely not. No one else can have it but me. Aaron Anderson, who you got? Carmelo Hayes. I've got it. Wesley because he's my boy. I love Wesley. He follows me on Instagram. That's my claim thing. Um... Singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose defends against Alba Fire, who some of us might remember as Kaylee Ray, the longest reigning NXT UK Women's Champion. Do we have a title change here? Yeah, I think so. I think it's time. Tanvi's got Alba Fire. Cameron Anderson says Mandy Rose retains. Frankie T, who you got? I'm going to say Mandy Rose. I am going to say Mandy Rose retains for now. Okay. I, was gonna I say, think only... she will eventually drop the belt to Alba Fire. Uh, I think so. I think Mandy Rose got so much more sizzle than Amber Fire of uh, Alba Fire. Whatever you're not is. overly sexualizing her, are you? No, I'm just saying, like the heat. <laughs> the heat. Yeah, this <laughs> the heat. <laughs> yeah, that's good shit, pal. And in your main event, a triple threat match. Oh, oh, <laughs> suits you, sir. Triple threat match for the NXT Championship. Bron Breaker defends against Ilya Dragunov and formerly known as Jordan Devlin, now known as JD McDonough. McDonald's. Or as Kevin Owens referred to him last night on NXT as JD McDon't Google My Name. <laughs> oh, no. Which was incredible heat. Absolutely incredible, and then wouldn't stop abusing him for being creepy, saying that even his own mother messaged Kevin Owens to say that he finds him creepy and doesn't want him to win. Oh my god! <laughs> Which oh. I can't help but think is motivated by certain allegations that were made via the internet. It has to be said. Kevin Owens yeah. would not leave him alone either. He just kept going <laughs> amazing. on. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, it was an incredible segment. It was the KO show. Um, absolutely mind blowing. Who are we so got? Hold on. Um, I have to say, I'm going with Austin Fury cashing in to win. That but... is a very good choice because I will say this for anyone who didn't see NXT at the very end of the show, Austin Fury's music plays. He stares down uh, Ilya Dragunov, who's holding up the belt after he laid out both the guys, and he holds up the Money in the Bank briefcase. So we could potentially have Austin Fury cashing in for the NXT title, which frankly would be a much better use of it, in my opinion. Um, yeah, very nice. Also, I do have to say, does that make Tanvir, JD Muck, don't search my uh, Google history? <laughs> There's nothing there! <laughs> what do you mean? What do we mean, indeed? <laughs> Moving swiftly on, who do we have? We, none of us have given an actual... Well, Cameron no. Anderson reckons Austin, Austin Fury Bron Breaker, Fury. he's got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning. Very clever. So you've got Bron Breaker? Yeah. Retaining, okay. Frankie, do you got? 
I was going to say Bron Breaker, but obviously I didn't watch uh, NXT last night. So the theory thing, I'm quite kind of swaying towards that now. Plus, it's never been done before. What theory is that? Theory of relativity? <laughs> Can we at least wait till any other business for the burns, please, gentlemen? <laughs> for the love of God. Uh, I do believe that JD McDon, uh, Donna, Donna Google McDonald's, will win the NXT title. <laughs> Why the fuck not? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I I think you know what it might upset a lot of people, but he is truly one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. He really is. So you know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, there you go. Nobody picked Ilya Dragunov, which is astounding. <laughs> um, I guess a big fuck you to Russia right now for their behaviour, which, by the way, is not Ilya Dragunov's responsibility, ladies and gentlemen. So I do not want you sending me hate mail saying, oh, actually, it's not. Shouldn't be making light of the Ukrainian conflict. Ilya Dragunov is not posted in Kiev. Yes, we know. Shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Have a bit of, <laughs> when did that come on? Trust me, I get all sorts of stupid, woke bullshit in my inbox. You would not believe it. I just don't share it because these people aren't worth my fucking time. Simple as that. All right. Gentlemen, you can either have one more list or we can get straight to any other business. List. I like list, one more list. list I like lists. List, list, Do a list. I mean, you didn't really have a choice there, did you? Democracy spoke very strongly. Um, right. So uh, that, that um, matches that would have been terrible is up again. I swear they're trying to force that in. <laughs> so here. But I have something fresh for us. 12 wrestlers who never got a five-star rating for Dave Meltzer. I want you to tell me whether these wrestlers should at some point in their career have gotten five stars from Dave Meltzer or not. So, yay or nay, okay? So, And bearing in mind, every single one of these wrestlers never got a five-star rating from Dave Meltzer. When you hear some of these names, it probably will surprise you. And we start with Kurt Angle. Really? The, yep. the, ma- the match yep, with Sean. Yep, yep. Sean at Mania. Not five stars, according to Meltzer. Fuck off, man. <laughs> yeah, we're all in agreement. He's getting a five-star match. He's getting yep. a kiss and a cuddle. We're tucking him in. Good night. Absolutely fair. Second on this list, Jake Roberts. That's kind of fair. Yeah. More character-based. I don't think he had enough wrestling acumen to be considered a five-star wrestler. I don't think he was a terrible wrestler by any means, but I don't think I ever remember him having a match that warranted five stars. This one, I absolutely thought he'd be nailed on to have a five-star match, at least in Meltzer's eyes. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Mr. Perfect with Bret Hart. Yeah, apparently that wasn't five stars either. Jesus Christ. When you said a list of people that hadn't got five stars, I automatically thought Mr. Perfect, and he should have. He could have easily had five or six. Like I, I, there was very much an insinuation that Dave Meltzer. Well, we know that Dave Meltzer doesn't like WWE because come on, like he gives AEW a five star every fucking week, and New Japan has more five stars than probably every child that gets a gold star at school for just wiping their bottom correctly. So that speaks volumes. Moving on, uh, yeah, absolutely. Kurt Henning should have had multiple, including that match against Bret Hart at SummerSlam '92, which was frankly a masterpiece. And like funnily enough, one. he wrestled that much that match with. A severely damaged back as well. Enough said, really. Edge. Yep, definitely deserve a. Yeah, match with Undertaker. 
other stuff. Stuff that he's done recently. Just his entrance at Clash of the Castle. That is a five star match. Oh, yeah. Frankie T, you believe Ed should have got at least one five star rating from Elton? I think so. There's that, oh, well, there's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Uh, it's worth pointing out Edge versus The Undertaker at SummerSlam 2008 got four and a half stars. Edge versus John Cena at Backlash 2009, four and a half stars. And his match with Kurt Angle at Judgment Day, that very famous uh, match where I believe he shaved his head at the end of the match in 2002, uh, that got four and a half stars too. All of those okay. matches were world class. Uh, Kevin Owens. That's kind Yep. He gets one. Yeah, match with Generico. Match with Cena. Match with Cena got four and a half stars. Yeah, yeah matches, with, matches with Generico. On match with Ryback. <laughs> um, match with Braun Strowman. Was it the match with Dolph Ziggler? It's some good, good ones with Dolph Ziggler. I remember. Yeah, but it's Dolph Ziggler, isn't it? Um, interesting. You mentioned El Generico because next on this list is El Generico slash Zami Zayn. How yeah, versus Johnny Knoxville matches with Abushi, Kevin Owens, Kenny Omega, all over the world. Amazing. Yeah, they're all scrubs, mate. Let me know when he wrestles Goldberg, innit? That is true, 100%. Goldberg deserves one. Is he on the list? Uh, we will is find out. Next? As I'm, I know he's not next. He is, however, <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. Oh, Goldberg um, reference, unintentional yeah. Goldberg reference. Here's everyone. the one that burns my brisket the most. Eddie Guerrero never got a five star what? from that. Yeah, he gets one, 100%. Oh, he's easy. That there says to me, Meltzer's rating system is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's how I don't take it that seriously because ludicrous. I know people are saying, oh, well, you're doing it on a podcast. It's like, yeah, because we're doing it for entertainment, you give. It's yeah. not because we like Dave Meltzer or care about his five-star rating. If it's five-star in our eyes, then it's five-star in our eyes. Eddie Guerrero has had probably 50 five-star matches in his life. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Fuck and, you. Uh- Amazing how none of the stuff when Eddie when, uh, Eddie Guerrero was Black Tiger 2 and killing it in Japan. No, no nothing. Yeah, his match that, with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania was an absolute yeah. instant classic. So it's just, just that's, in, that's insane. Oh, but it didn't have a triple cow cell 450, 630 inverted <laughs> splash, did it? Shut up, Dave, you melt. Uh, El Desperado's on this list. Despy's getting the just been having some bangers lately. I'm surprised the match with Hiromu two years ago didn't get five stars. That was that was arguably the closest he's ever got was a 4.75 rating for his match against June Kasai at a JTO show. Oh yeah, this year that that match apparently happened last month. If 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 you can if you can find it, go out of your go out of your way to see it. Amazing, amazing. Um, from what I have seen of him, I don't believe him to be a five star wrestler. So fair enough. Say, fair enough. No. That's- I think it's more surprising because he wrestles in New Japan and Dave Meltzer gives them out over there like glitter. They're ridiculous. Uh, De- Despy's come leaps and bounds. He is slowly getting there. Judging from the silence of Frankie T and Cameron Anderson, they do not have much to add in the cadence of El Desperado. I do like the drink. I don't know. I don't know a great deal. So, fair enough. <coughs> fair enough. We appreciate honesty. Uh, on this list also is Triple H. Yeah, 100%. Versus Batista at WrestleMania. That was amazing. Mick Foley. What a match, what a build. I loved it. 
Let's have the Mick Foley cage match. Uh, Mick Foley in a Street Fighter Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolute masterpiece. Uh, also, the uh, infamous ladder match he had with The Rock back in 1998 at SummerSlam for the IC title. Oh, is that when he has it and he just flops over? Yeah, like that famous like, boom. He does yeah. like the Ric Flair style bump, yeah. This is oh, one that, in my opinion, absolutely should have. Dean Malenko. Oh, How? Absolutely. Yeah. Just WCW alone. I was going to say, his matches with Eddie, Chris Benoit, Ultimo Dragon, Chris Jericho, all potential five-star matches. De- Dean Malenko has to be in like top ten wrestlers of all time, just, just from a pure in-ring standpoint. His match Incredible. with Eddie Guerrero in ECW at Hostile City t- Showdown uh, got 4.75. That was the closest he ever got. Basically five. It's just Meltzer being a fucking melt. I mean, it's in the name. Any uh, anyone else want to add to that? I just I don't understand how he never has had one. I mean, Dean Malenko, arguably the greatest technical wrestler that people don't consider the greatest technical wrestler. Like he's that good, ludicrous. Oh, good. I think his size might have had something to do with it as well. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage. The Steamboat yeah, match didn't get five stars. Nope. Jesus. It got four and a half. Wow. Uh, he only ever got two matches that were four stars or more. One of them was against Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 7 and then again at SummerSlam 1992. Uh, Very nice. Did Warrior get a five star? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, nightmare. And That's absolutely terrible. justified. Shut your horn out. Rob Imagine Van Dam. if the Goldberg Warrior match happened. Shut up about Goldberg. Star. Finally on this list is Rob Van Dam, Mr. Monday Night. I think he should have one. Nah, just to piss off George, he sucks. Nah, we'll watch wrestling all the time. Just to piss off George. Paz, Sabu. I think he's five-star. It's one of those things where he's had five-star matches to me, but I can understand people, like, for instance, his uh, matches with Jerry Lynn were incredible in ECW. The ladder match for the hardcore title he had at SummerSlam 2001 with Jeff Hardy. Even the straight hardcore title match he had with Jeff Hardy Invasion was utterly amazing. Um, but I can see why a lot of his work wouldn't necessarily correlate to five stars. He looks to me like a perennial four and a half to 4.75 guy. Just missing that, just that little bit that makes it the worldy of worldies, you know? Mm. Because that's what a five star should be. Mm. We all uh, we all had our opinions on that. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of yeah, I like I agree with you on that one. <laughs> right, we I have like one more topic to discuss before any other business, and it's something that will be very important to these two fucking gimps to the right of me. If you're watching this on the screen, so this Saturday, October the twenty second, doors open at four. Show starts at four thirty. At the Oasis Hub, Lords Academy in Southampton, just off of Romsey Road, free parking, ladies and gentlemen, £10 for adults, £5 for kids, all money going to the Dylan's Quest charity, or Robbie Nitro's pocket, depending on how his heel turn goes. It's a joke. Um, and so is that heel turn. <laughs> Burn! I uh, love you, really. No, I don't. Uh, I'll see you on Sunday, bitch. Uh, CWP presents... Pumpkins and Power Drivers, the last show of the year for CWP. Six matches on tap. No idea why I broke my voice there, but apparently I did. Six matches on tap, and we're going to 
somehow predict them. And obviously there's going to be a lack of impartiality for at least one of these, I can see. So Tanvir, I need you to step up and not be a gimp here. And also stop Bear staring in mind, we're both here, here Tanvir. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Your dark web browser can wait five minutes, sir. Here we go with CWP pumpkins and pile drivers, and we open with the forty-five-year-old Lunatrix versus JJ Valer in an intergender wrestling match. Who we got, boys? JJ Valer. Yeah, I've I'm got JJ, JJ winning Valer. the women's title. This is, of course, for the CWP Women's Championship, which JJ Valer luckily makes the weight cut for. So good news, uh, JJ Valer to be the next Women's Champion of CWP. Hopefully the Outcast Women's Championship will be on the line as well, because I'm pretty sure the last time that women's title was defended against a woman, um, Cameron Anderson wasn't born. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for my inbox to blow up over this one. Cry, it's a fucking joke, you gimps. Uh, a trios match, an interesting pairing here. The knobs pairing of Dirty Dave Dennis and not so sensational Simon, along with my boy Rusty Jack, to face the ACW aligned trio of the beatdowns Brandon Lee woo, and Danny Disorder, alongside the sexiest man north of 40, Roger Sears. I'm going to go the ACW crew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the guys is named after the guy who played the crow, so I've got to go for him. Yeah, yeah, and he's also fucking amazing. Brandon Lee is so good, mate. I mean, all three of those wrestlers for ACW are great. Uh, love Rusty Jack, and there's two other guys as well, which is good stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> can I just say Rusty Jack is actually such a fun name? You'd love him as a wrestler, he's about five foot tall, and he essentially is a dog. Oh. Um, He's he's fucking amazing. He's also an amazing human being. I really love him dearly. Had a fantastic match, it has to be said, with Jackson Arrow at the latest Outcast show. Really, really impressed. Um, so this should be an interesting one. Nitrous, no longer Robbie Nitro, with his interesting new attire, will have the enforcers at ringside. The enforcers, of course, being John Nursel and B Tech China to face <laughs> Azzy Adams with. Ajax from Bushido Storm, his tag team partner, also at ringside. So it's Azzy Adams, the outcast kid, versus a potato with a mask. Azzy Adams. Azzy Adams. Come on, Azzy. Come on, yeah, Azzy. I got Azzy. Azzy in 30 seconds or less. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what? Because Nitro will get gassed, otherwise. Oh, I mean, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just fucking explode. It's a joke. The, the rivalry will never, ever, ever, ever die. Ever. <laughs> um, you hear me you fucking fat potato uh, right the CWP county championship will be on the line as the virus K Michael defends against his new tag team partner of the sickness Scrappy Jack and IWE heavyweight champion Scott Jones who is also the ACW heavyweight champion as well triple threat rules county title match no anarchy rules as far as we are aware straight triple threat one fall to a finish. Although being a triple threat, of course, that does mean no disqualifications. Did you say down with the sickness? Get up, down with the sickness. Yeah, who we got in this? I'm going to say Scott Jones. Wonder why. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for um, Man of Business. Oh. <laughs> He is the best. He is the best. I got Scott Jones too. To be fair, <laughs> I don't think it's insulting to say that Scott Jones is the best wrestler in this match. 
I don't think that's insulting to say. I don't I think, think it's insulting to say Scott fragile, Jones is the best wrestler that. in the world. Scott, Sorry, go and watch. Scott Jones is amazing. Like, Scott, Jones, amazing. Scott Jones sounds like the type of guy I'd go have a pint with. So I'll go for Scott Jones. You fucking would. He's Scottish and all. So he absolutely would be down for it. I don't drink. He can have my rounds, but... Yeah, no, I don't drink either. But Scott Jones, well, I'll drink his bath water if that counts. Um, <laughs> he's also extremely attractive. What? Sue me. Oh, I'm sorry. Now we're sexualizing the men too much, apparently. So we've all got Scott Jones winning the CWP County Championship. That leaves just two matches. And of course, this one will most likely not be the main event because it's not as good as the other one. <coughs> Jackson Arrow defends the CWP Heavyweight Championship against the retro dude Rudy Root, potentially with his private security, Drew Wilson, at ringside. I've got to go for my New Japan brother, Rudy. Rudy Root. <laughs> All right, you got, I've boys? got to go with... Um, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> but I am glad that we got the main event last, so I'm happy about that. Absolutely. I mean, you always have the best match last, don't you? Let's be real. That is true. That is exactly. true. <laughs> and that is why Rusty Jack will be closing the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fuck you all! <laughs> um, I don't care. I'll be working. Kaboom! This the guy, along will guy. be closing the show. <laughs> so who we got? Who is going to be the CWP heavyweight champion? Well, it's going to be me. Jackson, isn't it? It's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Tanvir. Tanvir cashes in the second dash for the cash briefcase. At which point he will then be arrested and pinned by the FBI. And one of those investigators <laughs> will be the CWP heavyweight champion. <laughs> Frankie T, who you got? Why are they after me and not Nitrous? <laughs> Nitrous and Tanvir go to prison. <laughs> no, just, not me, just Nitrous. Tanvir is a himself. Robbie Nitro's laptop is now under the tutelage <laughs> of the Hampshire Conservatory. Frankie, <laughs> uh, uh, say- you haven't given us a prediction yet, mate. I'm going to say Jackson Arrow. Mark, it's because you want to get booked at Outcast, isn't it? <laughs> I don't need them. I'm, they're below me. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I love their shade. Oh, I love- oh. <laughs> Oh, tell you what, mate, I'm cooling down with all that shade. <laughs> Beautiful. Right, get into the meat of the matter. The CWP Tag Team Championships will be defended by the guff. Ta-da! Xander and his tag team partner, the urban goth Frankie T, as they face two of three members of... The bromance, most likely Cameron Anderson and Aaron Kroos with Victor Logan, the second hairiest man in professional wrestling after myself, and actually third now after Prince Albert, in tow. It's bromance versus goths for the CWP Tag Team Championships. It's veterans versus twinks. (laughs) It's it's goths versus gays. Are you ready? (laughs) Who, Tanvir, do you have winning the CWP tag team title match this Saturday? And choose your words carefully. Fuck you, Cam. I'm going for the goths. What the hell? You have been heel turned. What a turn. Wait, where's oh my god! Oh, I mate, that's a bigger it. turn than when fucking Seth Rollins blasted Moxley and Reigns with the chair. 
Oh, get we need to get that man a salmon pink jacket right now because that nah, is the this mother is of all TV terms. This is Tanvir, what the hell, bro? <laughs> oh, redemption was he's the just last catting. show, but apparently he's just, he's just redeemed himself right now. You got, <laughs> you got burned, son. All right. So I'm not going to ask for predictions, but gentlemen, you now have the floor to say whatever you like to each other. And for love of God, make it juicy because it might make the CWP social media channels. Right, come down. Come watch the Goth speak, bromance. There's free parking. I mean, Cam's mum's going to be there, so free parking. It's hard to car in the car park as well. I mean, if you're lucky enough, you might. I might chuck out that gay-looking shirt that and Mr. Anderson's got on. Oh. Sorry, Cam, you've gone quiet, mate. Can't hear a word you're saying. My mother is a saint, Frankie. I'll have you know. I'm, I'm literally not, mate. I'm literally not going to hold back. We are going to fuck you up. We are going to fuck you and Xander up. We're going to fucking run Xander out of town. Mate, you can throw <laughs> in five minutes. I'm not carrying the match. You yeah. can work yourself. Does. What are you saying, Carry on. Here? I've got I'm going to say, does. Does does Cruz have like a catchphrase? Because you could just be like, he's cruising for a bruising. I do believe he's called the cruiserweight. Okay. Cruising for a bruising. Yeah, no, 100%. Cruz, he can just solo. I'm just going to solo as well. You can bring anyone. You can bring... Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. The bromance already division. You're supposed to be a fluid unit of three. Now, no, I'm saying we can solo. came on this podcast and said flat out that they are a team, that they are tag team royalty. They wrestle all over the place. They get bookings everywhere they go and they collect gold wherever they go. You've just turned around to me and said that you're going to go solo, as is Aaron Cruz. You collect about? gold, do you? <laughs> <laughs> just bury yourself, you Cam. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Oh fuck this shit, man! Literally, um, we could solo them both on our own, but coming together, there's no chance. There's no chance for Good Guffle Mighty to win. Coming together, that's a bit ironic, being the bromance. Victor's doing it, hey, man. Don't knock it till you try it, all right? <laughs> Victor's there, just uh, just joking. I just think it's weird. You got one big hairy man and two little kids, both parading around him, or all three parading around him. That sounds like the wrestle plug to me, pal. (laughs) (laughs) I was so ready. (laughs) Tanvir is joining the bromance. Tanvir's joining. Tanvir, will you be in Good Golf Almighty's corner, seeing as you're such a vehement supporter of them? To even the odds, as the dastardly bromance try and use Um... numbers advantage. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'll be in a country that was named after Cape Verde that weekend, but I'll be rescinding my sport spirit. So you'll be in Cape Verde next weekend. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll be in Cape Verde. Uh, yeah, so I'll. It's um, this weekend. Uh, oh, is it this it's weekend? This weekend, yeah, it's yeah, this weekend. Saturday. Make sure oh. you tell all your mates from Peace Haven because they'll probably get oh, it wrong. Okay. Yeah. I might have to look into Carmen. Oh, no, I've got cousins. I've got, my, I've got cousins over. That sucks. Wow. Oh, my God. I'll, 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 I'll out fast. No, no, I, no, I literally just remember. I can't help but feel fast. like we're deflecting ourselves away from the current tension that is the bromance versus I'm good sending, I'm, I'm sending my spiritual powers to good goth almighty, and they are going to crush bromance under their spiked boots. Incredible. Yeah, you have the entire backing of India, good goth almighty. The entire backing of India. Confirmed as a good goth almighty fan. After everything I've done for the great nation of India. 
<laughs> Gentlemen. Cam, you said you were going to... Cam, you said you get gold everywhere you go, mate. Are you still... Are you that still, wasn't me. No, no, that's gold. Good Goff Almighty. That's Goff Almighty that's got gold. Good Goff Almighty hold two different sets of tag team titles. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. They're good, they're good in my book. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, we will leave it there. But ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see that match in person, there's only one way to do that. And that is, of course, to head over to Southampton for the weekends. Like I said, Saturday, doors open at four. Show starts at a prompt 4.30. 10 pound for adults, five pound for children to watch two goths and, and some other guys wrestle. Fantastic. Good stuff. <clears throat> also, there's Rusty Jack and Scott Jones and... And some other people. And it should be good. <laughs> it should be really good. No, it's to be fair, every single person on that card is worthy of their place on that card. I look forward to, of course, Luna Tricks versus JJ Valer, because that's the only one that will get any views because it will be on all the kink websites. That notwithstanding, however, it will be an excellent show and it will be high value for money. And I'm sure all of the competitors involved will do everything in their powers to be as clean and responsible as possible. Isn't that right, gentlemen? <clears throat> yep. yep. Yeah. And we will see. We will re-adjourn next week to find out about all the delicious details. And of course, you'll probably have to wait at least three weeks because I believe Lunatrix is going to edit the show. So um, <laughs> it is <laughs> your face there. She's going to change your nameplate to Camoron Anderson, isn't she? She's going to do something shitty just to pay you back. Just, instead of you wrestling, she'll just superimpose a massive cock over your face. <laughs> and if you don't do it, oh, Lunatrix, no. I will. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that wraps up wrestling. Any other business, gentlemen? Is there anything you'd like to discuss before we wrap up the podcast? Gonna see Black Adam on Friday. Oh, let me know how it is. Uh, I've seen I've seen on IGN that I got a five that I got a five, so I'm like, okay, I'll go I'll go give my own opinion because IGN's not like that trustworthy. I was gonna say IGN have a notorious history of just downrating everything. Uh, I saw La La Crocodile tonight. Really wholesome. What is that? It's a it's a film about a crocodile who sings, and it's based on a children's book, and it's really wholesome. Of oh, course, you, you would go and watch a film based on a children's book, but that's neither here nor there. Look, Paddington! Um, you mean? All right. Winnie the Pooh! Whatever method you use to lure people, that's up to you, pal. <laughs> I, uh, whatever, whatever you need, buddy. Whatever you need. Oh, God. I, I, I grew up the curry sauce. I'm off to go and see Placebo next month. Oh, nice. Oh, do you nice. think they'll play Running Up That Hill, which is the only song I really know? <laughs> it is Come a on, really you... good cover of it, though. Can I just say, controversial opinion, better than the original. Yeah, because yeah. they used it for the WrestleMania 26 Darcy promo. Stone put on her Facebook recently that that's absolute nonsense, and the only reason that wrestling fans hold it in such high regard is because of that incredible promo between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. <laughs> but legitimately, I it's think really that song good. is better. I do, it's I think really it's better. Good. It's powerful. It's nah, much more emotional. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes covers can be better. They absolutely can. But in the case of, you know, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. It's got You're to right be there. like... You're right there. We, just, we got a little highway. taste of it there. Highway. It's got to be like up there as like best songs ever. Like when it when it started playing a Top Gun Maverick, I like 
felt like, oh, I'm you ready for Top this. Gun Maverick. I'll tell you what is available yeah, now, good. and I'm going to watch it, is Bullet Train. I cannot oh, wait. Bullet, Bullet Train's good. Did I but, see Bad Bunny in the trailer? Yeah, he's in it. It's he's really, in it. He's got one of the funniest moments. I love Bad Bunny. Wolf. He's yeah. such a G. I love him. He's great. And he's also uh, a great Mike, wrestler, too. Uh, General Zod's in it. Michael Shannon. Did he play General Zod in Man of Steel? Yeah. Oh, cool. Very yeah, cool. Michael yeah, Shannon. great actor. He was yeah. phenomenal. By the way, Man of Steel, amazing film. Better than uh, the, the, the guy who plays uh, Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat, he's in it. They're just putting all my favourite characters from fast films in one film. I've, yeah. I've got I'm also the premise of the film looks fantastic. Have, have you seen Deadpool two? Yes. Uh, you know the actress who plays Domino's as he beats. She's in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's sick. A, yeah, Love her as well. It's hey, a re- this, is, it's, this is an absolute winner. It's a, it's based on a book. It's re- it's a really good cast as well. What do you reckon? Four point five from Dave Meltzer. No, it's a solid five. It's a fun film. It's I a give really it a thumb up. Here you go, Robbie. There's your free advertisement. Look at that. <clears throat> That's a nice looking car. Actually, oh, nice. Where did you get that from? They sell them at the show. Like they get Robbie gave what? me one for free. Do Did they sell them online? Uh, well, guys. I don't know. But if you ask Cameron Anderson nicely, which is probably not going to happen now because you sided with good <laughs> Gotham. In fact, yeah, ask nah, Frankie T. Really. He will get mm. you a CWP branded cup, and then he can send it to me, and I'll give it to you, or he can send it direct to you. How about that? I'll even sign it for you. Hey. Oh, uh, make sure you use the red marker, mate. Look how good red comes out on it. Yeah, get a nice, oh, you, oh, get a nice vibrant blood. sharpie. Yeah, or I was going to say, use, use blood. the blood of the bromance <laughs> on Halloween. Spooky. I don't bleed. I don't bleed. Do you bleed? You I don't will. Bleed. I'd be more scared if he actually turned up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so basically, Tanvi, I will get you a cup, but I am going to fill it with plastic explosives. So, <laughs> where are you getting them from? Like that should be my maneuver, but you know, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, Cam, where are you getting them from? <laughs> Meanwhile, in Afghanistan, oh, sorry, <laughs> four lions. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what gets the X. That <laughs> we're getting out of dodge. Anything else? We thought... uh, Frankie T, did you enjoy your first experience as that wrestling address? I did very much loved it. Good. I'll be back. Hopefully next time you'll talk. That'll be good stuff. Um, well, if, the others, if everyone else could shut up, I might actually get this, some words. I um, have to deal with this shit every fucking week. Especially for this one here. Man. He's a fucking nightmare. He interrupts me all the time. I'm sorry. Yes, you are sorry. You are very sorry, as are all your victims. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you very much for watching the State of Wrestling Address. I'm sensing a theme here. By the way, if for some ungodly reason you really enjoyed me in particular, and you would like an extra slice of Aaron Nix in your day, there's of course plenty of opportunities to do so on the WrestlePlug channel. We have many a watch along coming. I have it on good authority that Tanvir, Cameron Anderson, and Frankie T will all be joining me as guest hosts for watch-alongs at some point. We also have Raw reviews, SmackDown reviews, the odd Dynamite <laughs> review. We have interviews. Thank you very much. Um, we also have Jake Hollister being interviewed on a WrestlePlug this weekend. Yes, indeed, the king of the oh, emoji and one of the Ooh. most wonderful human beings. That'd be a good listen. Not to mention the legend that is Adam Muscles Mansfield. 29 years in the professional wrestling business. He's wrestled them all from Johnny Storm to Doug Williams. He, of course, will be joining the WrestlePlug next week for an interview as well. And we will have more interviews coming. Not to mention all the banter, I'm sure, from the fallout from CWP Pumpkins and Piledrivers. And if that wasn't enough, 
If you do miss Silent Mark, who has made one appearance on State Wrestling Address, he is also one half of Silent and the Death Machine, our brand new lifestyle podcast, which is not gimmicked like a lot of this shit. It is just straight lifestyle conversation with the odd little wrestling anecdote in it. So if you're thinking, yeah, I like all that stuff, but I'd like something a little bit more relatable, that's definitely something you should check out and let us know what you think. We have a YouTube channel, we have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter up now, and of course you can also contact them at SMDS and dm pod not bdsm pod which is dangerously close but should also be our next venture um but you can also contact them via silent death machine at gmail.com cameron anderson you can be found on all social media platforms at cameron one pw as well as a part of the brand new facebook page bromance pw group what the pw stands for i will leave up to you ladies and gentlemen frankie t can be found on twitter he can be found on facebook he can be found on instagram normally as frankie t underscore uk frankie underscore t underscore uk there you go two underscores for the man and of course you can check out google for marty's facebook page needs a little bit of work it has to be said but you can still check it out and of course frankie t is very approachable so should you need a book in an iwe and you're not a whingy little bitch about it you can more than happily contact him uh and as for tanvir he's got all kinds of crazy names and numbers for his social media haven't you uh, tanvir uh instagram's tanvir underscore verdi 99 and then my twitter is at verdi underscore tanvir that seems fair. That seems absolutely fair. Um, so yeah, check them out on social media. And if you want to check me out, don't, because I don't like you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching the State of Wrestling Address. We'll catch you very soon for more content from the WrestleBlog. Oh, I've, oh, oh, I've got a mask. I'm Mad Max. I'm really cool.